Yo, 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 welcome in world. It's been a long time, but nevertheless, you're now tuned into your boy Dollars, Stevie Dollars, that is. And I'm bringing you guys cooler talk after my long hiatus of about a month. Um, I decided to come back and give you guys a fresh episode here, some hot takes. Uh, we're now um, full steam into the NFL season. We just ended the baseball season. Congratulations to those Red Sox on beating the Dodgers in the World Series. Um, we're getting round to now it's fall. The leaves are falling off of the trees. The weather is getting cold. It's that good time of year. For football, college football is picking up. The college football playoff rankings are, are out now. So pretty much every game is counting. It's, it's pretty down to that final moment at that part of college football. The NFL is shaping up. Um, we're starting to see who's who in the NFL. And with that being said, we're going to get right into it today. Um, yeah, coming into the season, man, if you would have told me that the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC through the halfway point with the Patriots being up there, the Ravens, but not the Jaguars, part of me would have probably believed it, but I would not have showed that I could have believed that. The Jaguars are now um, in the midst of a four-game losing streak headed into the bye. The trade deadline came and went. And I'm a Gator fan at heart. I bleed. I bleed orange and blue. And to see that news alert come up and Dante Fowler was traded Another first-round draft pick in this Codwell era that's no longer contributing on the team. Um, Fowler, by some, depends on who you ask. They would probably say he was a bust. I don't look at it as him being that way. Um, some unfortunate things seem to happen, and you know he he may not have been worth the third pick. Looking back at it. But, I mean, it's a lot of drafts you can redraft and the top of the order wouldn't be the same. But, nevertheless, he was a good football player and you send him to the Los Angeles Rams. Who, at the time, when I last did my podcast, they were one of the teams that were unbeaten. And at this time, a month later, they're the last team in the NFL unbeaten. They have a high-powered offense. They're running the greatest show on turf, what they used to call the rounds back in their day when they were winning and making Super Bowl appearances in St. Louis. They've now reinvented it out in Hollywood with Jared Goff, that receiving court, and Todd Gurley. They already had a defensive front that included Nadamik and Sue, the best football player in the league, Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, all first-rounders. And you send a first-round talent and Dante Fowler over there. Granted, draft picks are good. They're good, you know, things to talk about in the trade. But we're going to have to pay attention to these draft picks to see who Caldwell or I'm banking right now if the season doesn't turn around, the new GM, who they would pick with these picks. Because um, 
You guys all know, listening to the pod, I am an avid Jaguar fan. I try not to be as biased, but I just got to touch on this for a moment. The season is not lost. They are not giving up on the season. Great point was pointed out to me yesterday that they were giving up on the season. They would have dumped some bigger contracts. They didn't do that. They got rid of this guy in my eyes because they would see him as being, I guess, a cancer or someone they just couldn't trust. They weren't going to resign him, so they figured they had to get something out, get something for him. Now, I guess, when you could have traded him earlier before the season started, maybe brought in a Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe that would have been great, great competition to Bortles. The, maybe he would know, hey, I can't turn the ball over this year. I can't try and do too much this year to kill the team because I got a guy that's behind me that if he gets a chance to get on the field, he's going to come in and I may not see it again in Jacksonville, but no, they didn't do that. They brought Dante Fowler into the season. He came in his opening day week two against new England because he was suspended and he won us the game with that sack fumble against Tom Brady. He had two sacks last year's AFC championship game. He injured Tyrod Taylor with one of the most vicious hits I've seen outside of Ray Lewis hitting Akili Smith on a quarterback in a playoff game. And then Ray Lewis hit was in a regular season game, but in a playoff game, Dante Fowler stepped up and took out the Bills quarterback game changer. He had 10 sacks last year. The guy was a game changer. Now, granted, you weren't going to re-sign him. But he was having a decent year. Now that that's you, you lose a little bit of depth on that defensive front, but you got Taven Bryan. He's going to have to step up. But back to what you got for compensation. You got a third round pick next year in 2018. So you're saying, okay, you were drafted number three, but right now you're only worth the third round pick. That's what we thought we should have got you at anyway. And we got another third rounder who, who took your spot as a starter and Yannick. And he's outperformed his draft, his draft position. Whoop-de-doo, guys. We all knew Yannick was going to get Fowler's money. But for this year, still trying to turn things around, you could have kept him. Because I guarantee you that third-round pick next year isn't going to make a big impact on the team. Neither is the seventh-round pick that you got in 2020. He might not even make the team. So all in all, the Jags, in my eyes, took a big loss with this trade immediately and for future references because I don't like to dangle draft picks up because even a first-round overall pick can be a miss. Now, granted, Caldwell, if we're looking at the over aspect of the, 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 the things he's done in the draft since he's been here, First draft class, the headline Luke Jokel. Jokel's out the league. Then the next year, you go and get a quarterback who, by the way, everybody that wants Blake Bortles gone, that ain't happening until Caldwell loses his job because Caldwell drafted Bortles. So in essence, they're, they're connected to the hip with each other, in my eyes. Now, there's been reports that, you know, they sold Tom Coughlin on Bortles, and I and I believe it. They probably did. And at the end of the day, Coughlin probably looked at him and said, if it doesn't work, 
I know he probably said Caldwell because he didn't get extended. It's interesting. He got a two-year extension last year so they can, in essence, break break free from him after this year, I believe. With one year left on the hook, I got to look into that a little bit more. But nevertheless, his draft picks, early draft picks, haven't been good. You got Blake Bortles after you got Jokel. And then you turn around the following year and you got lucky when Ramsey fell in your, your lap. And then you turn right back around the following year and you get Fournette. So, yeah, I mean, Ramsey out of out of those guys, Ramsey's the one guy that we can say, okay, we, we trust Ramsey. Fournette, in his first two years, I mean, his rookie year was pretty good, but he couldn't get you, get you all 16 games with suspension and the ankle injury. And then this year, the hamstring injury. Hopefully he can come back after the bye and get things tuned up. But, I mean, we shall see. Nevertheless, me personally, my Super Bowl pick, if I can redo things, I wouldn't pick Jacksonville because I don't think they're going to get there this year, even if they were the savage this season. And that's a hot take because at the beginning of the year, we were talking about Super Bowl, Super Bowl of bus. And the way it's set up right now, even making the playoffs as a wild card, I don't think you guys get it done. Because things are just so stacked up. Unless Fournette comes back and really is that key piece and they can get back to doing what they did last year offensively. Then, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe we'll have a shot. But the defense isn't isn't doing a lot of game-changing things as far as sacks and getting turnovers as they did last year. And we all know those things tend to change from year to year. Those are more, I wouldn't call them lucky, but they're they're more chance than anything. So, I mean, the defense did play good in London. You've just been putting too much pressure on the defense because the offense hasn't been playing so good. But nevertheless, the Rams, um, they're 8-0. They go into New Orleans this week with the key addition of Dante Fowler. Um, that's all they really needed was an edge rusher. Yeah, they got a good secondary, but Tlaib isn't there. So Marcus Peters kind of has been getting exposed. That game should be back and forth. At some point in time, you got to think the Rams are going to slip up. Um, this would be a game that I would think they, they could possibly slip up on. But then again, um, it's going to be tough, man, going out there in that dome. And everything like that, man, in New Orleans with the Rams. Um, like I say, that is um, the game of the week outside of the duel in Foxborough between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. The magician, as most people call Aaron Rodgers, or that bad man that he is. And Aaron Rodgers going up against the GOAT. The last time these two teams faced, it was a 26-21 victory out in Lambeau for Aaron Rodgers and the team. Um. Brady did have a chance to go down and win the game, but ha-ha, Clinton Dix did break up the pass in the end zone. And newsflash, he isn't there. He was one of the guys that was traded. Along with Ty Montgomery, ha-ha, Clinton Dix was sent to the Redskins. 
I believe, for a fourth round pick. Very interesting. Now, HaHa said earlier in the year that he just knew he wasn't coming back to Green Bay because they, you know, weren't going to meet his salary demands. And, well, when you got Aaron Rodgers making that kind of money on the offensive side of the ball, you're really kind of handicapping everybody else you can pay. If Clay Matthews stays, best believe he's going to have to give them a hometown discount or they'll find ways to incentively lace his contract to where they know he can get sacks and all that type of stuff and get paid. But then Ty Montgomery cost them the game Sunday because he just didn't want to kneel in the end zone. And, well, he lucky he got a job because I know a couple of coaches back in the day that would have probably let a guy go like that doing a bonehead move like that. But the Packers sent him to Baltimore, and they didn't send him to a shit team. They sent him to a decent team for a seventh-round draft pick. Who knows if they even use that pick or not. Um, Golden Tate went from Detroit, now in Philly. And Demarius Thomas went from Denver and now in Houston. Those two trades are really interesting just because of the receivers they're bringing in in the position they, they, they most likely play in the receiver spot. So basically in Philadelphia, Golden Tate did most of his damage out of the slot in Detroit cool philadelphia brought him in they already got a slot receiver nelson aguilar but doug peterson being the former quarterback offensive minded guy that he is pretty sure he's going to have something dialed up for golden tate some type of you know packages maybe he'll do most of his work out the slot aguilar go back to the outside which he didn't flourish in his second year then they moved him back into the slot last year and he had a good year into their Super Bowl run but that's going to be interesting to see how that plays definitely from a fantasy perspective um if you guys any Golden Tate owners in your um yearly league fantasy leagues man keep an eye on that situation to see how that's going moving forward and Demarius Thomas man going to Den- going from Denver to Houston um Houston obviously had to do something losing uh Will Fuller last Thursday uh, he messed up his knee in that blowout win against Miami. So they had to get a guy, I guess, if you wanted to get another receiver, you kind of get somebody that can take the top off the defense. Demarius Thomas at this point in his career really doesn't do that. He'd be the guy that can kind of play the middle of the field. You're probably safe from 15 yards out. That'd be his little working area. So him and Mike, um, I'm sorry, him and who just had a brain fart. Demarius Thomas was sent to Houston. So him and DeMar, the um, D-Hop are going to be on the outside, which Hop and Fuller work good because Fuller could stretch the defense and Hop could clean everything up underneath. But it's like they're kind of working him and Demarius kind of have kind of like the same game. Um, I got kind of stuck on about to say Mike Evans because Houston should have made a play for Deshaun Jackson. Um, You figure he wanted to be out when Winston was in, but Fitzpatrick is there. I'm pretty sure Brocious, Scott Brocious, Deshaun Jackson's agent would have been for the Bucks sending him to Houston. He would have definitely been a better play than Demarius, but I'm glad they did get Demarius because, I mean, honestly, Deshaun Jackson in that offense would have been scary. Um especially with my Jags trying to whirl off and pull together a streak to savage that season. That would have been scary to think about. 
um, with the Texans coming up within the next month or so down in Houston for Jacksonville. Man, it would have been scary. But it would have been interesting to see, getting back on track, how they're going to use Demarius Thomas moving forward. Um, free Cortland Sut- Sutton out in, in Denver. Um, you got to figure he's going to be the guy right now. That deep threat guy, him and Emmanuel Sanders, they definitely get younger. So the NFL trade deadline, unlike the baseball trade deadline and the NBA trade deadline, uh, we definitely see a lot of bigger names move. Not a lot of action, a lot of draft picks being moved. Yeah, um, that's cool and all, draft equity. But, I mean, if you want to think about um, draft equity, let's talk about what the Raiders have done in their fire sale and just – seeing the receivers being traded. If you're a Cowboy fan, yeah, you got to say, all right, Amari Cooper's younger than Demarius Thomas and Golden Tate. But my man, they ain't give up no first-round pick for this guy. So it'll be interesting to see how Amari Cooper does in his first game action with the Dallas Cowboys. He had two weeks off because when he was traded, Oakland was on a bye. Then he got traded to Dallas, who was on their bye. So, I mean, he has some time to get acclimated with Dak Prescott. It'd be interesting to see how they do things moving along. Now, the college football playoff debuted their annual rankings in October. And quite honestly, it's nothing to get all excited about. Just something for us to talk about or for you guys to talk about while you're at the water cooler. Um, The top four included this. Alabama, no shocker. They were number one. Clemson, number two. LSU, number three, which is very interesting. LSU and Alabama plays each other. This weekend, the winner of that game would definitely be on the inside track to going to the SEC championship game, representing the SEC Western Division. Um, it is at night in LSU. Oh, man. Um, Alabama hasn't really been tested like that. LSU has. You got to think LSU is probably due to pull this one off. Alabama can you know, suffer a loss and the committee is still find a way to get them back in. Uh, we'll see how those things play out. Me personally, um, it's Wednesday. If we're just looking at things just off pure gut feeling, I think LSU finds a way to get that thing done. That's another hot take. I think LSU will upset Alabama this year um, or this weekend rather at home, the night game. Um, that, that energy, that atmosphere will be rocking. Um, and then at number four in the playoff uh, was Notre Dame, followed by um, Georgia was at six. And then at number five, I believe, was Michigan. Michigan. Michigan was at number five. So we got Alabama one, Clemson two. And we got at three LSU, Notre Dame four. And we also got rounding up the fifth spot, Michigan, Georgia in at six. Um, the Gators were at 11 and UCF was at 12 or whatever that's worth. Um, just throwing that out there for all my Gator and Golden Knight fans. Um, so, yeah, don't forget to um, follow the podcast page out on Facebook. If you're listening to this, I appreciate your listen. If you check us out on Facebook, Cooler Talk, I definitely appreciate the like and the sharing Um the podcast will be up and I will be bringing them to you more regularly here um, coming up um, in the near future. NBA season is in full gear. LeBron is in la-la land. He is adjusting pretty well with his patience. It hasn't ran thin yet. The Lou and five, they are returning home tonight to take on 
the Dallas Mavericks. So that should be pretty interesting. The Lakers play at one of the fastest pace in the league for whatever that's worth. The league is playing at a faster pace. Offense is going up. But the Lakers, from my observation, don't play defense, which we all knew that. And when you get down and have to play the Portlands and the San Antonios and even um, the Warriors, the Lakers just don't have enough size. So if they make any any type of move moving forward, uh, you got to think they're going to try and bulk up that front line at some point in time. Um, they definitely could add a shooter or two. J.R. Smith, you got to figure, will be available. Cleveland is off to one of their worst starts in years. Um, they fired Tyron Lue believe they're 0 and 6 0 and 7 at the time of recording this podcast i'm not sure if they got the win last night that's something i have to look up if they did then what we do but i think they did it so we're going to say they're 0 and 7 at the time we're recording this podcast they did fire tyron lou you figure that was a long time coming even when he was with lebron um they were struggling when they got that super tried to build that super team um, 2.0 with LeBron and D Wade. That didn't work out. They had to, you know, make some trades, get a little younger with Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson, and those guys um, when they made the deal with LA last year. So it was it was pretty safe to say that when that fell out, they wanted to kind of get rid of Ty Lue, but you know he won a championship with them. Um, so you know I. I think he should have got a, a more longer leash considering that you did lose the best basketball player in the planet. But then again, Dan Gilbert is one of the worst um, franchise owners, in my opinion, in the world of sports and any major sport. Uh, we can have a whole nother show and I can give you a whole breakdown of the owners who I think is just the worst. But Dan Gilbert is up there. But I mean, the guy does have a ring. So, I mean, that gives him a little bit of entitlement, I would say. He has to feel that way, but firing Tyron Lue was not the way to go. Um, so, yeah, those are just a couple of the early um, interesting NBA headlines. The Warriors are the Warriors. They're still good. Um, the Raptors look like they're going to be in firm control of the East for most of the regular season. Boston is good. Kyrie was struggling with the fro. He cut his hair last night against Detroit. He dropped 31 on them, went four for seven from three. Um, yeah, so Kyrie looks like he may have found his groove and got out his early shooting slump. Um, again, check us out on Facebook, Cooler Talk. You can definitely check me out on Twitter, Stevie underscore dollars. I love to hear from you guys and definitely get your feedback and see what you guys would like to hear. Um, in the, in the next coming episodes and future episodes of Cooler Talk, like I said, I was gone for a little bit, but now I'm back. I'm focused. I'm ready to get you guys out this information. Um, love the hearing the the response from the viewers that do listen, and um, I appreciate your patience. And um, always, always, always love to hear your feedback when you guys do check it out. But um, nevertheless, like I said, LeBron and the Lakers are two and five. It'll be interesting to see how he turns things around um, back at home tonight with it with Dallas, Houston. If we're overreacting, guys, we're going to overreact on the Houston Rockets. They fell again last night at home to the Portland Trailblazers. Now, granted, no James Harden. He was the MVP last year. These guys are off to a 1-5 start. They're looking totally, totally different defensively on the defensive end than they did last year. Um, Clint Capella still is good defensively, but everything else isn't 
what it is. Um, they did have the big brawl in L.A., Chris Paul and Rondo. Paul had to miss a couple of games. So, I mean, D'Antoni said they're not playing with that swagger after last night's game. Melo said they got to stay the course. Seems like he's been saying that everywhere he's been on the last couple of years. But nevertheless, that's something we can overreact on off about the first week and a half of the season in the Rocket struggles. Um, again, it's been real, guys. Um, don't forget, I will be back. I'm a little bit later on with another episode. We'll definitely dive into the upcoming week eight NFL schedule um, in the next episode of the podcast. And your boy Stevie will lay out those picks for you. It's been a while since I did that, but I'm feeling real good about this week. Outside of that game, the NFL is bringing to us tomorrow night, the battle of the Bay Area, how they're selling it with the 49ers and the Raiders. Your boy feels really kind of good. Moving along and definitely would like to spread the love of his picks coming up. Um, but don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Cooler Talk. Look us up, like, share and post us all over your timeline. If you use that social media app, I will be getting you guys this episode of the hot takes with your boy Stevie Dollars will be posted on there as well as the anchor app and all major platforms. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Stevie underscore dollars. That's dollars with a Z D O L L A Z. It's been real, guys. And with that being said, until next time, stay safe and happy Halloween. Don't eat up all the candy, guys. Peace.